The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So again, good day, greetings, warm greetings. The topic of uh, these talks this week is Nibbana, or in English, uh, or in English, in a sense, called Nirvana, the Sanskrit word, and it's often seen as the ultimate goal in Buddhism. And one of the primary um, etymological kind of explanations of what Nibbana means is it uh, comes from the expression to uh, blow out, to blow out a fire. But when it comes into the Buddhist language, the teachings of the Buddha, it isn't the activity, the action of blowing the fire out, but rather it refers to the fire going out um, when the fuel is removed. And so the, the, um, the extinguishing of a fire when its fuel is burned up, so the going out of the flame. And... Um, now, this kind of a negative idea of an ultimate goal has to be put in a context. And the context is uh, in ancient India, time of the Buddha, uh, the Brahmanical religions, one of the dominant religions of his time, uh, had these Brahmin priests whose uh, part of the important functions or practices of these priests was fire rituals, sacred fire rituals, often where the idea was to fuel a fire, to add a ghee, oil into the fire to keep it going, wood into the fire to keep it going, um, putting in uh, sacrificial objects into the fire for the gods. And so they say that there's supposed to have been three sacramental fires, that uh, that part of the religion, both the fires of sacrifice, but also aspects of, um, metaphorically, fires of... Um, of the soul, in a sense, the Atman, fires of the Brahman, the ultimate kind of being of the universe, and the fire of the sun. And these different fires, uh, whether it's a sacrifice or these kind of metaphoric fires in us ourselves, in the world, um, then uh, are kept going and fueled uh, by the Brahmins. The Buddha uh, changed the meanings of this of the three fires of the Brahmins and he talked about the three fires of greed, hatred, and delusion. And, uh, and those are the fires that nirvana um, blows out, ex- gets extinguished, uh, uh, goes out with practice. The fires of greed, hatred, and delusion. There's a very famous uh, teachings of the Buddha that's often in English, it's called the Fire Sermon. Uh, T.S. Eliot's uh, famous poem, The Four Quartets, uh, the title of one of the quartets uh, is uh, called the Fire Sermon, based on this teachings of the Buddha. And uh, the Fire Sermon, um, I remember seeing a, a book on the hundred greatest speeches ever given in history, and the Buddha's Fire Sermon is one of them. And um, and it goes, I'll just do a very snippet of it, it goes something like, the world is on fire. Uh, the world is the eyes are on fire, the ears are on fire, the nose is on fire, the tongue is on fire, the body is on fire, the mind is on fire. What is it on fire with? The fires of greed, hatred, and delusion. And the pr- 
primary definition of Nibbana, this Nirvana, the teachings of the Buddha, it's the ending of those three fires. So it's not an extinguishing of life, not an extinguishing of everything, but it's an extinguishing of this particular forms of excitement that humans can be caught up in that, uh, that have the, uh, the aspect of burning us. Burning is harm. And uh, this idea of a fire that burns, uh, harming us, is closely related to this idea of suffering in Buddhism. One of the fundamental teachings is Buddhism is about the end of suffering. And, um, and Nibbana is described sometimes as the end of suffering. It's the end of the fires of greed, hate, and delusions, end of the burning that goes on. And this um, idea that nirvana is the end of something is actually very important to understand. And the metaphor of fire, that fire is kept going by the fuel that feeds it, uh, feeds into, or feeds into, uh, uh, reflects back to the idea of of, uh, practice, of being a practice of beginning to um, uh, no longer add fuel to the fires, the excitement, the attachments, the greed, the hatred that we have. And uh, it's not so much a forceful extinguishing of something, but rather uh, no longer adding the fuel. And so this is one of the functions of meditation practice, mindfulness practice, concentration practice, is to let the mind become very self-satisfied, self-enjoying, present, uh, connected here, so that the mindfulness, the attention, is not reaching out to anything, not wanting something, not pushing something away, not confused by things, deluded by things, but is able to stay present in a clear, luminous way. And that luminosity and clarity um, uh, that allows things to be as they are is a presence and attention that doesn't add fuel to anything. And so part of, the, part of what we're learning to do in Buddhist meditation practice is how to uh, be luminously present, clearly present with attention, but without um, adding f- to the fire and letting it then uh, go out. And uh, the language is often used that's related to uh, Nibbana is cooling. Things that are hot or excited go cool. And they say that uh, this metaphor of cooling of the mind that practice does uh, works better as a metaphor in India where it's a very hot climate and uh, where cooling is just such a refreshing, peaceful thing to, to experience. Uh, and they say that uh, in that regard, in the English language, uh, growing up in the rainy, foggy, cold English climate, the idea of cold or cool has very different connotations kind of culturally or emotionally in English than it does in, in, uh, in India. But this refreshment, this the refreshing of the mind. So the fires go out, and then we come to this English word enlightenment for awakening. It's kind of a synonym sometimes for Nibbana. And, um, and it's a little strange to use that in, in, um, you know, to translate Nibbana. But um, certainly the Buddha talks about how uh, when there's uh, awakening, when there's this uh, uh, ending of the fires, then it's replaced by a luminosity, 
irradiance that's there. And irradiance, light, as a metaphor, doesn't hurt. It doesn't burn. Light just shines on things so that we can clearly see what's there. And, um, and with that clarity, then all kinds of things are possible that are not possible if we're on fire. Uh, oh, thank you. The wasteland, not the four quartets for uh, T.S. Eliot. So the fires of greed, hate, and delusion go out and it becomes cooler. And uh, the language of, um, and the, the richness of this word Nibbana in, and the related word Nibbuti is that it is, um, uh, in its original context, it doesn't, uh, people don't hear it, didn't hear it only as uh, the ending of something, but they also heard it as um, referring to health and also to, to a happiness. And, um, and sometimes Nibbana is called a great happiness. And the related word, uh, kind of a past participle of it, kind of is uh, Nibuti, Nibuta. And that is uh, also used for the word happiness. And there's actually sometimes wordplay in Pali texts between um, uh, of, uh, the, ha- uh, the same kind of word is used, the happiness of 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 uh, liberation, the happiness of freedom, the happiness of nirvana, um, the happiness of release. Uh, and it's nibute uh, nibutam. The, um, you know, so you have to kind of, using both those terms. So the association of the going out of the flames of greed, hate, and delusion is that it leaves us with luminosity, with happiness, with well-being. It's a very positive message that sometimes is lost in English when uh, uh, Nibbana is described as the extinguishing, the quenching of thirst, the quenching of greed, hate, and delusion. The quenching is kind of not such a, for many people, I think not a very appealing idea. But it's not really the blowing out or the quenching. It's the, uh, it's, uh, it's not the blowing out, it's the going out. It's allowing something to just dissipate because it's not being fed. And so, uh, you might think about this for the next while, about how is it that you feed and fuel um, your excitement? And maybe you don't want to use the word fires of the mind, but maybe the excitement of the mind. How does it get fueled? How do you add to it? If you have strong desire and craving greed, in what ways does the mind keep keep it going and fueling it? If you have aversions, jealousy, hostilities, to what degree do you does the mind keep fueling it and adding to it, adding fire to the fire, a fuel to the fire? And if you're bewildered and perplexed and confused and uncommitted, not knowing what to do, what is happening in the mind? What are you doing to keep fueling that fire, that excitement, that agitation? And um, maybe rather than uh, excitement, maybe we could use agitation instead of the word fire, how we get agitated. So how do you do that? What are you doing? What's happening in your own mind? And then when you kind of see that clearly, uh, what is it like to pull away, step away, uh, so that you're no longer adding that fuel? You're You're not letting go of anything, you're just not feeding it. What happens then? So, 
the most common definition for the Buddha for Nibbana, Nirvana, is the destruction of greed, hatred, and delusion. And that teaching gets repeated a lot in the suttas. And um, so hopefully this little talk gives you the uh, kind of a bigger context for understanding uh, why the Buddha would make this the goal of practice, the destruction of greed, hatred, and delusion, the destructions of the fires that burn us. So thank you, and uh, we'll continue on this theme tomorrow.